Hello again, everyone. Welcome to GACC South Unplugged. This is a transatlantic conversation with CEO Matthias Hoffman. I am your moderator, Roger Manus, with Business Radio. Hi, Matthias. How are you? Hey, Roger. I'm fine. How are you doing? We're great. We are broadcasting from uh, your fine office we have talked about in Midtown Atlanta, overlooking Midtown Atlanta, this fancy corner office that you know you as the CEO has earned. Yeah, thank you very much. But I think we'll get into that. It's not just my office. You know, my team can use that as well. I'm teasing you. I know that. I know that it's just it's just a gorgeous view. So we like celebrating it. Would you mind introducing our guest, please? Absolutely, sir? absolutely. So big pleasure having Daniel Zimmer here, senior director, head of engagement at SAP Labs. US. So fantastic to, you know, like we, we had like kind of like people from Georgia for the last times. And now we have somebody who flew in just for the podcast and another <laughs> event uh, to, to visit us here at the chamber from California, from uh, San Francisco, actually. So Big pleasure having you here. Welcome, Daniel. Thank you for having me. I'm happy to be here as well. Hi, first time in Atlanta for me. Oh, ever? First yeah, time ever? First time Was, ever yeah. How long have you been here as we tape this? Just a day or two? or Yeah, in Atlanta for basically... 14 hours or <laughs> last night, yeah. And your first impressions? I like it. I'm, I'm super happy. I'm surprised how warm it is here. Yeah. I got out of the plane and it was 72 degrees. That was that was great. And I um, had some nice dinner last night and stayed in a nice hotel. And uh, yeah, super stoked to be here. Well, as we say, welcome to winter in Georgia. You never know what you're going to get. So yeah. okay. it, it's, it's cold and warm, and, <laughs> but uh, hopefully spring will be here soon. So thank you for being here. You're based in San Francisco. Where, where are you from originally? Originally from Germany and um, from uh, uh, the state of Rheinland-Pfalz. Um, I'm from a town called Ida oberstein small city. Um, and uh, I went to university in Mainz. And uh, right after university, I moved over to the United States and started in California. So how long have you been in the States? About 10 years. Okay. Um, little plus, plus, minus. Uh, I mean, you know that it takes sometimes a, a while to get settled and get your visa situation figured out. And um, yeah, but it's been about 10 years for me. Okay. I was telling you before we began that I had done, done some Googling uh-huh. and I, I looked up SAP Labs and your LinkedIn profile and all that. Uh-huh. And I still don't understand what you do. <laughs> <laughs> so what, what does SAP Labs do? And the English translation, as I learned, was System Analysis Program Development, which in German was? Systemanalyse und Programmierung, okay. I guess. <laughs> and so what is it you guys do? So SAP, um, obviously, is, is a large, large company from Germany. Um, we're a software uh, corporation that is um, uh, delivering business applications. And we help the largest companies, but also smaller companies, uh, run their business with our software. And we're a global uh, organization with more than 100,000 employees. Um, and we're, we're around the world. But we also have a very, very strong footprint in the United States, not only because we have a lot of customers here in the region, but also by, because we have uh, um, um, some offices here and we have our headquarter in um, Philadelphia for North America and we have a large research and development um, organization as well across the United States, uh, but headquartered or I would say the, the biggest the biggest engineering teams we have on the West Coast. So in Silicon Valley, but also in Southern California and SAP Labs, um, the team that I work for, is an organization that um, helps our development teams stay connected, stay engaged, um, and um, really help them achieve their business goals. So our team, and that's also my role, is um, responsible for keeping our employees engaged um, and helping SAP 
um, be engaged in the ecosystem and build great relations that we have, you know, in Silicon Valley with um, with innovative stakeholders, with the venture capital ecosystem, with startups, but also with organizations like GACC, um, ecosystem players that that basically help the entire area be successful. And we want to be part of that and we want to contribute to that. So that's kind of my role. But um, it's a role that is um, ever-changing, as the ecosystem is also ever-changing. Ever changing. And um, you have heard about Silicon Valley. It's um, For the last nine years, I've seen so many things change and evolve in that, in that region. And SAP was always a strong player there as well. So that's part of my role. So you're the head of engagement. Correct. Yeah. So, so like on a daily basis, mm-hmm. uh, what are you doing? Get down in the weeds with us a little bit. Like when you engage, what does that mean? On a daily basis, we we have very close relationships with all of our engineering and technology teams in across the United States. Right, we we stay connected to them and want to understand what they're working on. We are building relationships between the teams so that they can work with each other. You know, if you have an, a workforce of probably about five thousand uh, engineers in in North America, um, you want to make sure that they are connected, that they that they learn from each other, and that they're being innovative together. So we do that through programs in our team. Those could be programs that are uh, more content-focused. Uh, some of them are um, socializing-focused, uh, right, bringing people together, um, but then also um, having leadership sessions, right, when we have um, our leaders here in North America um, address the teams um, and show what they're working on. Um, but also when we have global global leaders from SAP visiting the region and and bringing the teams together. Um, and then, of course, what is very, very important for us is customer stories, right? We, we f- are 100% focused on, uh, on our customers and our customers' needs. And some of the, them, or many of them, actually, our largest cloud addressable market is in the United States, are here in the region. So... Um, we are focused on bringing these customer success stories to our employees as well and and communicate what are some of the the business challenges that we helped our customers solve so there is a lot of there's a big broad spectrum of things um one of the the big focus areas for me but also for my team in the recent years has been tackling this future of work topic right mm. um kind of starting with the crisis that we were in um the 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 covid crisis and then the mandatory work from home and um for us kind of understanding okay what are we going to do with the situation once the pandemic is over and right what what does the future of work mean for us and um i think we we uh, put a fantastic program in, in place that helped our people our our colleagues but also our customers understand what they can make out of this challenging situation that we were in and use it as an opportunity to get better as we are coming back to the office, right? And we're trying to build a culture post-COVID. And um, so that that's what I was focused on as well because that immediately then also impacts the the employee engagement. I've, I find that highly interesting. And from from my perspective, I'm, I'm talking to a lot of bright, bright minds, right? A lot of CEOs from companies, you know, they can advise you in so many ways on so many topics, but that future of work topic, right? It's new for everyone for the last two years post pandemic. Mm-hmm. So, so those people are asking me, like, Hey, how do you handle that? What do you hear from your clients, from your customers? Is there a blueprint? 
There is no blueprint, unfortunately, but I think there are certain tools or a toolbox that you can use. And I would say a certain approach that can be applied somewhat universally, right? I think it, of course, always de depends on the industry that you're in, right? But you're right. Uh, it's a topic that basically uh, affects everybody. It affects us as as leaders. It affects us as um, people that maybe run a team. Um, it affects us as people that report up to somebody, right? And it, uh, it influences literally everybody also in the family. So um, it's a big opportunity of our time, right, to do this in a meaningful way. So um, I think you have to have an approach to this that really is focused on each individual, on each employee, and you have to put your employees first and treat them with the highest um, level of empathy in kind of building out programs. The nice thing is that about the future work, um, about hybrid work, um, and I can tell you so much for us as SAP, we've identified that the hybrid work model is the way to go. Um, everybody has an opinion on it, right? And everybody wants to talk about it. And if you find a way to ask meaningful questions, right, about, you know, what works for you, when you're in the office, what, what works for you when you're working from home and what are challenges in both situations, that helps you map the opportunities. And um, that's what we did. And um, it was a fantastic time, right, in, in connecting with our people in that moment, right, where everybody was stuck in their home office and where also a lot of people had challenges before the pandemic, right, and how do I get to the office, how do I manage my life, right, how do I get my work done, in a company that is, you know, 24-7, right? We work across all time zones. We work across so many different locations. Everybody has a team member that is somewhere else in another location. For us, it was fantastic to get all that information collected and then start mapping these opportunity areas. So it's a loaded subject. Um, I, I'm happy to kind of go into some of the details, but you have to start with empathy for your people and um, make them involved. So the hybrid model would be in the office some, at home some. Correct. But yeah. So and you, that is y'all's recommendation on how you see the world evolving and mm -hmm. fr from the work model. What is the productivity statistically? Mm -hmm. Does it increase when people are at home, decrease when people are at home? Have we learned anything through the pandemic about productivity, home or office? Or Yeah, it's, it's hard to really quantify that sure. right because it's so unprecedented um what we what we saw i think was definitely we had pre-pandemic everybody had a perception about home office right and what works and what doesn't work and what do people actually do in the home office right i think that was not just at sap this was everywhere um the pandemic quickly told us that oh now suddenly everybody's in the home office and they're still getting their work done Right, so there is a good reason that we should have this discussion right now, um, and we are forced to have that discussion. I think that was that was important as well. Um, I think to answer your question is, from my perspective, the most productive workforce that you have is an engaged workforce. Right, if somebody is happy when they come to work every day, and that could be two steps from your bed to your desk, right, or a two-hour commute, right coming to work is now a very flexible term um, as a, an engaged workforce is is a um, a workforce that has flexibility 
that has that understands that their voice is heard and that they get their job done right and um, that's what we were focused on um, we also knew that sap has a culture of obviously we're a global company so we have a global culture we are definitely heavily influenced by what is happening in germany um, but we also know um, that we have a very strong voice what we can that we can that we can uh Uh, make heard here from our region in, the, in North America. And we knew that um, the research that we are doing or the opportunities that we are mapping, they will be heard in Germany and they will probably influence um, the global strategy, right? Um, and we knew that there would be um, some guidance, some larger guidance coming from headquarter in Germany that will have a global impact and that some regions will be able to interpret it by, by themselves. What I mean with that is that it is just in some country, countries, the culture of coming to the office on a daily basis was stronger even pre-pandemic than in other countries. We did have some flexibility in, in North America, um, but it was definitely pre-pandemic more in-office focused than it, than it is today. But today, people have the flexibility to choose. But there's also importance of being in the office. Some that's why I'm interested mm -hmm. in the hybrid model because yeah. you do build those personal relationships yeah. better by working together on this or that, and then going to work from your home office when needed. Yeah, so the, the hybrid sounds good to me. Yeah, no, it <laughs> is. It's great, and we identified some. Oh, sorry, you want to? Well, I was just going to say, yeah. Matthias, when you get this information, how does that make you now interact with the businesses that you interact with mm -hmm. at, at JCC South here? Well, well, it's. It's never homogeneous because our client base is very heterogeneous, right? So we have manufacturing companies, right? So can you tell the people on the shop floor to stay mm -hmm. at home? You cannot, right? So it's also rule-based, right? I mean, even for us here at the chamber, you know, we have certain functions like, hey, do you want HR to have their check-ins only virtual with people? No, you don't want that, right? An office manager is an office manager, mm -hmm. right? But do I need to have an accounting, uh, an accountant sitting here five days a week? Doesn't make sense, but there's also the the, the fairness, the equality question, also, you know. So oh, you yeah. solve a lot, and and for me, honestly, I, I love to hear that engagement perspective because I think exactly the same way. I see that our teams are working very very efficiently in an online or in a in a virtual mode, you know. But but in the end, in the long run, you need to keep up with the culture, you know, the mm -hmm. scope and your mission and your vision. Can you do that just sitting at the computer eight hours? per day. I do not think that we deliver a, a value like that, you know. So I think that we can we can maintain a status quo, but can we really put innovation forward and grow and keep the culture together? I think we have to have we have to have that face time sometimes, you know. And maybe I can help you with mapping that out a little bit because mm -hmm. um, uh, that's definitely we lo what we looked into. Um, you're you're right, right? I think us in in the software and technology industry I think we are we are privileged because most of our employees all they need is a laptop and internet connection, right? Right. Um, so I, I totally understand that some of um, the other companies that you might be working with, and many of them are our customers, right? Um, they yes, if they're if people are not showing up physically at work, um, they're not going to be cars produced or other uh, items being manufactured. So um, we mapped out, I would say, four. Maybe three main topics where we said, okay, <clears throat> those are things that will happen in the office and that what we should focus our offices on, right? We had the big goal to say, okay, <clears throat> the in-office culture needs to be there. It's a very strong component for every team. 
but there is a there is a scale of basically from once a month to three days a week where I would say the hybrid the hybrid um, model can work. We said, okay, the physical office space that we want to build and we want to create and basically have ready after the pandemic is an environment with high utilization, but high energy as well. And both influences each other. There needs to be a buzz in the office, right? The last thing we want, and uh, we especially looked at the San Francisco Bay Area where traffic is a nightmare or can be a nightmare during rush hours, we said nobody should be stuck in a two-hour commute and then come to the office and find out that everybody in their team is actually working remotely from right. today. I, you know? San Francisco and Atlanta share one thing then, traffic. traffic yes, <laughs> I noticed that last night Yes, <laughs> when I arrived. Um, so we said, okay, we need to coordinate the teams to come together at the same time. And we need to enable them to have that conversation, right? Map out the things together that um, you do best together and map out the things that can be done from anywhere, right? We will not keep people from coming to the office and and having phone calls, right? If somebody wants to come to the office on a daily basis, they absolutely can. But there's no must, right? The must is for the things that can own that can be done best in the office. And the things that we saw are done best in the office are basically three main categories. That is the opportun- opportunity to learn from each other, right? Sitting together, looking at the same screen, uh, exchanging each, you know knowledge, but also quickly asking a question, right? That is something that is super crucial. So that learning opportunity. The second thing we saw is collaboration. Collaboration for us is a group of people coming together in the same room in a workshop space and they're identifying a challenge, they're working on it together and they leave the room with a plan. And that could be an engineering team um, working together on this, but this could also be a customer-facing team. We get together with the customer in the same room. Um, and I would say those are the main activities that we see on a, in a business context that can, that can work. From an employee engagement perspective, we saw community building. That happens best in the office. Yes, we tried everything out during the pandemic, right? Virtual town halls, virtual all hands, virtual wine tastings, all these things, virtual co- cooking lessons. It was fun. It was cool. But let's bring our teams together in the office uh, or in an office-related environment and um, have, have them socialize. We also saw that on a daily basis, this can happen through key activities like lunch, right? Um, if our cafeteria is the place where we have the best lunch, right, then everybody will come there, they'll run into each other, and serendipity will happen, right? Serendipity happens when people that might not be working directly with each other, but they run into each other, they spark a conversation, and they kind of take it from there. Um, And that warm feeling that you get when you run into an old friend, an old colleague, right, that you haven't seen in a while, but also somebody who you might might, uh, meet for the first time in the in the line to get your hamburger, right? That could be that as well. So those three categories for us were important. And then the element of clear intention, right? What are we doing in the office? What can be done from anywhere else? And communicate that and give examples. And that was for us, um, I would say, the foundation of our future work strategy. So obviously you flew to Atlanta just for this podcast. Yes. Right. <laughs> well, that's, that's not true. There's an event that I know. It's an amazing event tonight. Yeah. That Matthias wanted to discuss. Yeah, exactly. The German-American Business Outlook. So that's a yearly survey that we conduct U.S.-wide. You know, we have those five offices 
in uh, in the US and Daniel actually happens to be on the advisory council of the German American Chamber of the Western United States. So That's he's right, coming yeah. here in a double function basically. So mm -hmm. we have that event publishing the results tonight at Mercedes Benz at their headquarters. Fantastic event, 200 people signed up, etc. And we will kind of showcase like, hey, how do German companies feel about 2023 economically how you know like what are their main problems and you know it all goes back main problem i can leak that now because we're going to publish that right <laughs> after the event um is workforce right i mean get skilled talent yeah and i think that's it's not a u.s own problem i think that's a, a worldwide issue right but but that's the main problem you know and how do you retain how you do, do you acquire or also maintain a good workforce and it all comes down to hey People are leaving when they're not happy at mm -hmm. work, right? I yep. mean, so it all, all goes back there. Yeah, and I'm happy to touch on that topic if that's if that's interesting as well, because I think also there, by the way, I, sh I would never call it a problem. I, I see it as an amazing <laughs> opportunity. I'm not just doing Silicon Valley, blah, blah here. I'm, I'm saying that it is an opportunity, right? Because you need to be on the pulse of the market, right? When what other companies are doing and when they're acquiring talent, they're doing something, right? And then we should we should look at what we can be doing. And again, this comes back to employee engagement and having people feel home uh, in a company, but also seeing unique opportunities. And those unique opportunities, um, I think, have um, and equal opportunities as well, have really become more and more relevant over the recent years, right? Um, I, I give you an example, right? We have people joining SAP because there is the global nature of the company, right? And the ability to work with, with people across the world, right? There is the opportunity. Uh, we have a, an amazing early talent program um, in, in Silicon Valley, the Silicon Valley Next Talent Program, where um, a whole group of people join, early talents join SAP at the same time. They, they circulate through different departments and that unique experience of basically getting exposure to three or four different teams within the first year that you're with the company, that is a unique experience that they cannot get anywhere else, right? And, and that oftentimes trumps, let's say, a, com a competitive offer that you might have from another company that might maybe even be better in compensation, right? But the experience is lacking, right? Um, so um, it's it's all all about that experience and that unique value that you can bring in people in people's life as they are starting their career. So, so. the experience itself can be an in incentive. Correct. That's an incentive. Yeah. Um, you know, you got benefits that everybody. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But the experience itself, and, yeah. and uh, that's interesting. Where where are you guys on this journey as we move forward, trying to rebrand how we work mm -hmm. where where are we in that process as we're coming out of the pandemic now and we've learned and we've adjusted where are we moving forward yeah um so i think we are clearly communicating what is expected from people right when they come i think it's 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 very important and that starts with in the recruiting process that we are saying okay we are a company that that wants wants to see you uh in person once in a while Uh, there are some teams that that might be more on that and some teams might be less on that but um, there is an opportunity for you when you join this company to meet your peers in an SAP office there is an opportunity for you um, to meet customers at their site and really deeply understand what customer challenges are and how you can make an impact um, there is employee engagement programs right there's uh, ways of socializing all of that comes with the, with joining the SAP family um, And um, 
we have made sure that from the moment where we brought people back into the office, and by the way, we, we clearly communicated that until summer 2022, there is no mandatory return to the office. Only after that, that's when we when we really focused on in-office again. Um, th that we have our facilities ready, right? I talked about the, uh, the buzz in the office, the high utilization, the high energy environment. We needed to make sure that our office is different than uh, it was before. And um, we have invested a lot of time and resources in changing that environment. So there's a lot of tactical things that can be done. Um, and I can I can definitely go into the details of how a meeting room looks today compared to what it looked before. But in a nutshell, um, it is an environment that is now focused more on these pillars, right? That learning experience, that serendipitous encounter moments, right? Uh, that, that they are fostered. And then also the collaboration environment. And we have um, invested and committed um, to new office locations and expansion in certain areas. We're actually we're one of the few companies that during the pandemic commu committed to move into San Francisco while a lot of companies were were um, moving out or vacating their space. And um, we're seeing that that resonates and that people are super excited about this new space. Let me ask you this. Do, do you still need to incentivize people coming in or is there a natural a natural need for, for human beings to be more socially active again. Because you know, like I, I can tell you that we had our New Year's reception, a long mm -hmm. series of events uh, throughout the whole region, record numbers. Mm -hmm. You see that people want to mix and mingle, want to meet, want to network, and they see a strong need for that. Today, we're, we're hosting that as a hybrid event, right? Yep. 200 people in person, mm -hmm. I think 30, don't... 30 online registrations, right? So people try to make that happen. They're coming from Texas, they're coming from the Midwest, etc. They fly in for those events, right? Mm -hmm. Because they want that social interaction. They also on the business level, right? Yeah. So how much is there the push and how much is it a pull factor? And for me, I, I love those real indicators. Whenever I come here, I come here quite often. Yeah. I drive into the parking garage, which is massive mm -hmm. during the pandemic and after. That was so easy. I was parking just in front of the <laughs> elevators, right? Now I have to cruise around for five minutes at least to yep. get the parking. Well, 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 you don't have a reserved space. No, I'm no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm from this Swabian region. We are tight with money. Yeah. <laughs> Sharing is caring. That's, I think that's one of the big things as well as you redesign spaces, right? You, we got rid of so many name tags during during this re reorganization, and that includes parking spots, by the way. Um, but um, to your question, I... Um, Definitely think that you need to be very conscious in programs you design um, kind of as a spark and as an opportunity for people to feel the need to come together in person again. But I think as you are, as, as a few events have happened and you've brought people together, this needs to happen organically. Again, you, you should never be in a situation that you have to force something because um, then it's it's not right it it then it's not human right um the um we definitely see in our region and this i see that in the ecosystem i see that um on a day to day from from our employees as they come in um to the office environment again um but also uh customer meetings and international visits right um the silicon valley the the west coast of the united states we get a lot of visitors right and you know it from the gacc you get a lot of delegations as well that is definitely coming back. So that that in person is coming back. 
Um, I feel like it's a lot more focused and a lot more targeted. Um, people have to think twice about travel plans that they're making. I think that's a good thing, by the way, from a sustainability perspective, mm -hmm. just in general. Um, but the programs that we have offered um, at SAP from an employee engagement perspective, they're resonating as well. We had some events, by the way, with GACC at, at our cafeteria in, in Palo Alto as well. And It was packed. It was, I mean, we had more than 200 people in that room and it felt so good after the pandemic that, that organically that room was filled. Um, we have a few programs that we, that we tried out at SAP that included a free breakfast program, right? To, to see, okay, if that sparks people to come in, not only to come in, but also to come in early because we saw that utilization levels early in the morning were not where they where we wanted them to be but we also saw that that was for example not resonating well and it had something to do with the schedules that a lot of our colleagues are working on right you're having early morning calls with germany right and if they start at 6 a.m um, on the west coast you're not going to come in before 6 a.m and have breakfast at sap right you might come even, in. even if the biscuit is really good exactly <laughs> exactly <laughs> it's a time change thing <laughs> exactly <Yeah. laughs> so we saw that that social hours or bringing people together that is something that we on the west coast we can do in the afternoon right when germany's long asleep um and kind of before asia wakes up that for us is the sweet spot to offer in person in office um, engagements and that's what we're doing and we've um, have a, a regular case, cadence of uh, social hours that we cater to and uh, where you can run into your colleagues um, but we've we've reached quite quite a successful utilization and energy levels in our office so we see that our programs are resonating but it's mm -hmm. still a work in progress and that, that's the other thing you also have to recognize you'll never be done in this right because sure. The, the needs will change and um, but yeah we, we see that also coming back to the German American business outlook so mm -hmm. we asked the survey takers in which areas are you planning to invest in the US within the next three years right and usually in the last years that was machinery numerous manufacturing facilities R&D M&A's now top top number one uh, area of investment is digital transformation mm -hmm. right yep. 37% Machinery, 35%, right? So that's the first time in history that this is such a big thing. And also, number three is new office facilities. Mm -hmm. I do not think that this means that people are or companies are buying new offices, but it's kind of like remodeling, right? Getting getting in shape for the future work, basically, right? Yeah. And that's a big that's a big shift, right? You need different space than what you when what you needed before. Um, so over the last years, and this was, by the way, even a trend that we saw pre-pandemic, um, we um, we built a new footprint for SAP in Southern California in 2017. Uh, it was a brand new location for us in in Newport Beach at the time, and we designed that office for that buzz in the office as well, right? Um, and that trend has just gotten stronger, right? I think that's something we saw in the pandemic as well, that trends that we saw before, they either uh, meant that they were completely eliminated during the pandemic or they've got even stronger, right? So making the office experience exceptional, even an iconic experience, right? Something that you can get nowhere else than in the office, that is definitely the trend. So we're seeing cool spaces, unusual spaces being very attractive in good locations, right? The connection to the ecosystem, the place where you can easily commute to with public transportation, um, maybe an office where you go out the front door and you're in downtown, there's restaurants, there is urban entertainment, all these things. 
but also spaces that, um, yeah, again, offer things that you might not have in your home office. Speaking of cool places, mm -hmm. does anybody ever use those foosball tables in the new? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> um, they yes, we've had some of those foosball tables be pretty dusty in some corners in some offices. I have to say, but we had other offices where they were used uh, a, a lot, and um, we've we've seen and we are just putting in a game room in San Francisco in the new office that we are opening in a few weeks. Um, where the the foosball table will be an, an important part of the coffee area, the social area, right? Um, and where it's okay to be loud and where people see that foosball table. Um, I, I do think that there is there's a future for foosball tables or similar <laughs> yeah. engagements. Well, it's, it's, what kind it's, of future? I, I mean, yeah. I have this Peloton thing at home, which is Ooh. a perfect cloth hanger. You yes. know what I mean? So mm -hmm. I see the foosball table kind of in the same way. Well, you keep talking about the buzz, and mm -hmm. then we joked about the foosball table. Well, like, what are some specific things? You just mentioned a game room. Mm -hmm. You know, to make the the location is one thing, as you mentioned, close to maybe mass transit or public transportation or yep. restaurants, but. In the office, in the office. How yeah. do you, how do you create a buzz? Is it yeah different paint paint on the walls or <laughs> there definitely is there, there is definitely I, there's a lot of things to that and yeah. I think that there is also the big challenge that you have that there are days of the week or times of the day that are busier in the office I and mean, the buzz is there but that there is other times the, the Friday afternoons or the early Monday mornings where the office is pretty dead right and that's okay right um, there's good reasons for that. Um, so how do you create that buzz? Um, you almost need an office that is able to expand on busy days and then shrink down on less busy days. And then the core of people that is there, even if it's just a handful, that they see each other and they run into each other. Um, there's there's a, a lot of opportunities to, um, to um, tackle that challenge. We've experimented with co-working um, as well, actually opening our doors to the public, right? And um, we've, uh, we have a co-working space in, in Palo Alto that is available for, for employees, but it's also available for the public, the HANA House. We have a similar space in Southern California. Um, and what because, that, what that does… Like, that gets into the real estate question because right. as people work remotely, offices need less square footage. Right. But you do, you know, maybe people share a cube and they work on different days Correct. or what, the things like that. And exactly that. And, and on a busy day where maybe there is, I don't know, You have an office that is, has a capacity of 250 people, but then there's a day where there's 350 people in. How do you accommodate for that, right? So spaces that can shrink together, right? That's, that's something that, that we've experimented with. And you, you can, if you're not dealing with the traditional expectation that you're, everybody gets a cube with their name tag right. and a lockable space, um, if, you, if you can step away from that and you can say, we will make sure that anybody who comes in can be productive from the moment they land, Right, um, that is the goal. And what we've done is, <clears throat> we have we have no more name tags. We have uh, screens on every desk, a way to connect and to charge your computer, um, and an environment where there's that clearly communicates. This is more of a focus environment, and this is more of a buzz environment. Right, um, that that is something where you can play with. And um, again, people, if you communicate clearly what the space was intended for, and that maybe a day that has a lot of people in the office is the exception. Um, people understand and you can, you can work with them. And that's, and that's something that we, that we've experimented in different contexts. And I think we have a pretty good hand on that, but overall 
it, the space needs to be special. It needs to be cool. It needs to be iconic. And it needs to be authentic to the business that you're in. Um, so I can tell you, our office in in Palo Alto is, looks different to uh, the office that we will open in San Francisco. And the one in San Francisco looks different to the one that we have in Newport Beach because <clears throat> it needs to continue that authenticity of the overall location. And that has the business focus and the productivity focus, but it also has a lifestyle focus. Um, and again, this goes into different areas of architecture, but also interior architecture. And um, uh, no office is the same, right? And that's uh, that's what we've realized. Interesting. Yeah. What can I say? I mean, we're going in a, in a similar direction. So mm -hmm. yes, to, to our capabilities, possibilities, you know, I, I interpret it the same way, but you know, like I, I think it would be great to, to map out, you know, like what, what you achieved there. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, there's, there's a lot of data floating around these mm -hmm. days, right? Also yep. studies that, that kind of say like, Hey, you know, like people in their work from home environment are on dating platforms. Mm -hmm. They're, they're, they're shopping, online shopping, etc. Mm -hmm. But wouldn't they do that? at the office as well. You know what I mean? So, so I, I don't know. I think that it's a loaded discussion as well. Right. Mm -hmm. So for us with the chamber, we see that we're, we're getting back a little bit more to in-person mm -hmm. events still offer where it makes sense. We offer the, the hybrid components. So yes, we got rid of the virtual wine tasting. Right. I mean, mm -hmm. we tried it too. It was cool. Was it sustainable or something that we we're going to do? No. Um, so we're going getting back uh, in Charlotte, a big uh, SME business development conference in April. A lot of delegations, as you mentioned, right? We have uh, delegations incoming for smart city solutions, beyond plastics, so kind mm -hmm. of the sustainability part, um, solar technologies, etc. All that you can you can look up on our homepage, and uh, basically a lot of them are in person. Whereas you know, like our annual general meeting right mm -hmm. we, we experienced that you know, like hey we hosted that in the past only in atlanta mm -hmm. but we're we're covering 11 states here in the region you know, yeah. it was kind of unfair so now we we kind of i, I call it the eurovision contest mm -hmm. kind of you know yeah. as a concept so uh -huh. we have live events in, or satellite events all over the region plus the hybrid option to 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 dial in right so i think it makes sense but <laughs> it, it needs a lot of brain power to To, to think about it and then also execute it because it's kind of difficult. And then, and that was my last question, actually, cybersecurity comes into play, right? And we see that on our business outlook as well. 22% of the companies are planning to invest in the US in the area of cybersecurity. So I think that's very much attached to the whole work from home hybrid model discussion. So is that something that you're dealing with as well? Of course. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a, a priority for us um, as well. And it obviously has something to do with, with us being hundred percent customer focused, right? I think all the things that you were describing um, are, are challenges, opportunities and, um, and topics that our customers bring to us and they want SAP to help them solve that, that challenge. And um, we are, we are absolutely dedicated to that. And um, that's why I'm so excited about the discussion tonight, because anything that will be discussed, the opportunities, but also the problem part, um, we we will make them a priority at SAP. But yes, um, if you're in your systems at home, um, you you need to be absolutely secure and you need to be able to productive at the same time. And that's the balance you, you'll have to find and every company will have to find. And um, SAP is committed to, to supporting that. Fantastic. Very interesting. 
Can we get some final thoughts as we wrap up here? Matthias, Daniel? You go ahead, please. <laughs> Ooh, final just, thoughts. Just, just final thoughts. Where are we headed? <laughs> Where are we headed? Well, we're headed into the future. Um, and, um, and there is an amazing opportunity, I think, for all of us. If we start with empathy and we start with, I would say, um, that everybody has a word in this. Um, the future will not be built top down. Uh, it uh, will probably be built bottom up and all the voices have to be heard for that. And um, I think the future of work is one great example where we, where we can learn, everybody can learn um, to, to tackle a problem or a challenge that is, that is meaningful for everybody. Um, I'm excited about, about the future. I'm excited about the event uh, that will happen tonight, but also, um, um, yeah, about this region in general. Um, and um, thank you for having me. Thank you for being here. Matthias? I, I would just recap what, what you just said. I think really important topics. Empathy, first of all, right? And then using the office to learn from each other, use it as collaborative working space, and use it for community building. So I, I noted down these three. Awesome. I think they're really Great. good. And, yeah. foo and foosball. Don't forget foosball. And foosball, yeah. <laughs> or ping pong. Right. <laughs> cool. Uh, yeah, that, that's... Uh, I actually took some notes as well. Um, you know, the office advantages and, and um, you, you mentioned like social engagement. There's nothing like uh, the face-to-face. -face, yep. But as we move forward, there's a new different way to work as well. And so maybe that's, that's something we learned from the pandemic that's good. Mm -hmm. that, Absolutely. That, that is, is benefiting business as we move forward. And you're you know, welcome to visit us anytime at an SAP office. That's what we want to do. Show to you in person. Well, I was going to say, can can uh, is there a website, contact information, or are you guys on social media? <laughs> yeah, you can absolutely. I mean, SAP obviously is yeah. is out there everywhere. It, everywhere. But you can reach out to me uh, on LinkedIn. Um, and um, there are, if you're in the region, I'm, I'd be happy to to welcome you at our SAP sites. But there are also two public uh, co-working spaces that we have from SAP. The Hana House, just hanahouse.com. That's our website, and you can check that out. And you, the start, the future of work starts there. Ah, that's a that's a good slogan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Well, thank you, gentlemen. This has been a fantastic conversation. I'm Roger Manus with Business Radio, and you've been listening to GACC South Unplugged, a transatlantic conversation with CEO Matthias Hoffman, and our guest has been Daniel Zimmer. Thank you so much for listening.